Hello guys and welcome back to the With A Minute To Go podcast. As ever, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to the channel, like the video if you do enjoy it and smash that notification bell so you do not miss a thing. As ever, you can also find us on Spotify by typing in With A Minute To Go or by clicking the link via our social medias on Instagram and Twitter at A Minute To Go Pod. Now, you can probably already guess what we'll be discussing today. Um... Not sure how we're going to get through this really, but it'll be a worthwhile therapy session for myself and Lewis as we dissect England's agonising Euro 2020 final loss on penalties to Italy. We'll also touch on our Euros predictions we made before the tournament and briefly discuss some potential transfers. Um, Starting with that England game though, um, it's going to be a difficult one to talk about. Just gutting, wasn't it? Uh, It was. It, It was. I think I'm over it more than quite a few people are over it though. Um, uh, it's just, it does feel like a missed opportunity and you don't know when you're going to get an opportunity like that again. The best team won um, on the day, but as I said, it is a missed opportunity. Everyone says, oh, there's a World mm. Cup in 18 months time. I can't I can't see England no. winning in Qatar. Um, and you just don't know when it will happen again because yeah. it's here in Wembley, at your home. Well, last just, last big tournament was at was at Wembley. We won it in '66, obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously '96 we got the semis at Wembley. Yeah, exactly. But, um, as well. yeah. We obviously do better on home soil, and we might, you know, with the way the fans acted on Sunday, um, <laughs> we might not get a tournament on home soil anytime soon. No, I so, don't think so. I don't know. It is a missed opportunity. The squad is a good squad. It's not. You know, I don't think it is the best squad in Europe, and that's why we didn't win it. I don't think it's one of the best squads in the world. But mm. um, they did well. It's just it just feels to lose it on penalties is is if Italy won in normal time, you'd say okay, fair play, they're the better team, and they are the better team. Yeah. But to lose it on penalties is the, is always more always more cutting, no. isn't it? I think when it gets to sort of the semi final final sort of time, I don't I don't think it's hugely about the amount of talent a squad has. Um, and you say we're not we're not maybe not the best squad in, in the Euros or in the world or whatever um, but I, I honestly think it's a, it's a real mentality thing and, and maybe that sort of that showed with the inexperience of the players with the penalties and maybe Italy which will come on to wanted it slightly more at the start of that extra time I remember one instance when Verratti chased down the ball um, and, and, and pressured I think it was Rice and it went straight out of play and that sort of Signaled to me that Italy were up for it and wanted it slightly more. Maybe that's maybe that's harsh, but that's how it looked to me towards the end of the game. Um, we'll start off with uh, Luke Shaw's opener. What a goal! I mean, it couldn't have been a better start, could it? Um, I could, you could see it coming. I could, you could see it coming a long way off. Um, it's a great ball out from Kane out to, to Trippier, or was it to Walker? I can't remember now who it was to. It was to Trippier and Walker did the overlap run to Nita. Just to put the defender off, and I saw Shaw at the back post. And I was like, "Get it there, get it to." I mean, it was a hell of a finish, and I don't know. It's, it came a bit too early, perhaps, and yeah. it, the game plans change because you, you you don't set up to score in the first two minutes, so right. you want to start well, um, you know, and that sometimes can affect you because then perhaps the game plan was t- to get a goal ahead and then try and hold on but you don't want to try and have to hold on for 88 minutes no, no, no. but you don't want to not take the early lead. it's so hard yeah, it's difficult isn't it um, you take the goal whenever they come because they might not come but in the end it, t- it proved too long to hold on and um, I don't know Italy got what they deserve but it was a great it was a great start and you know we always remember that moment but sadly it'll just be that moment and yeah yeah exactly that moment and I think you know you never anticipate scoring that early you know, it's, it, was all, it was almost like as well that, that party atmosphere before the game was carried into the game all the way in and, and obviously we scored the goal and for me it just it, it didn't feel right after that obviously the first 20-25 minutes you know we looked alright didn't have any clear cut chances really I don't think um, and Italy just took command I think it's fair to say they did um, especially the second half of the match of, of normal time um, they would we couldn't lay a glove on them. We couldn't get really near their their goal, and their goal was coming. That was one of the phrases you could see it coming. And it was coming. That was it. It was the way it happened was was disappointing. The way it fell 
after a great save by Pickford straight there for Benucci to to turn it in um, it was unfortunate um, a, bit, a bit of luck but I think they get, they deserve that luck to be honest Italy. Um yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just it's, it does feel like a, a, you know a chance gone a missed opportunity um, but you can't fault the players the players effort I don't think no um it was just it was just the the better, the best team won but you don't want to accept, you don't want to accept it when you're an England fan you don't want to accept it it's been far too long we haven't been in the final for most of our lifetimes um, people you know who are fans most people would never remember in England in the final and it's just it's typical that England lost England lost yeah. on penalties isn't it um, yeah I can't I don't think you can have a go at the mentality you mentioned men- earlier about the mentality yeah. with the penalties it's a, it's a, maybe a bit harsh yeah, I, I think, think. their, their mentality is a lot better than it was 15 10, 15 years ago um, to get this final tournament yeah I'd agree with that it's ridiculous yeah, we got back to back semis and then into a final with, with Southgate whereas we hadn't been in the semi for um, 20 odd years um 22 years between 1960 and 2018 so I think the mentality is alright with these players yeah. perhaps it's the quality is not as good as the early 2000s but the mentality is far better so yeah. you know it's yeah. just, I just well, don't know where they go from, I don't know where they go for me it's hard it's hard when the tournament's yeah. in Qatar and you have that heat and it's a World Cup and you've got far better teams playing around you but yeah, it is, uh, it's, a, it's a difficult one to talk about you're right I don't, it, it's hard to know what to say I'd agree with you on the fact that the team mentality as a whole is is ahead of a lot better. I think there was uh, one of the massive promos before the game. I think there was two or three over on ITV and BBC. And um, I think at, at the end they showed a quote from Ferdinand. I can't quite remember what it was word for word, but it was along the lines of basically how how that squad was divided. I think it was 2006 World Cup as well, especially. Um, and for me, even though we didn't win that the whole country was united the whole squad was united as one there was no divide I think early on we saw Harry Kane and Saka laughing around on social media and for me it's hard it's hard really to, to express how, how, how I felt about that but I was, I was proud yeah but there was the video of Kane and Saka you're right and the, I don't know where they were arriving at St George's Park or somewhere I don't know if it was just before the tournament um, and Kane was like oh what, what Tottenham Arsenal rivalry all right. When it comes back to club football, there will be rivals, rival, rivals. But at that point, they weren't, and they yep. and it, and it looked like they meant it. It wasn't forced either. Um, you know, he can't dislike Saka as a personality, and no. fair play to Kane for being like that. Because I think back in the day, when there was tables of Man United players eating yeah, breakfast yeah. and tables of Liverpool players, that's what I think what Ferdinand was on about. And that's what it were. And I yeah. can imagine him sitting there, Ferdinand and Neville and Scholes, and then looking over at Gerrard and you know. I don't know who else Crouch possibly and or whoever the Liverpool players would have been and there probably was hatred between them yep. I mean especially especially Neville he, he seemed to hate everyone he was playing who who didn't play for Man United <laughs> but just, just quickly something they did mention as well the fact that they had they tried the foreign man- managers for a bit it's like Ericsson Sangren Ericsson and Capello and actually having that that English manager at Southgate in there sort of brings them together more as a squad rather than having that divide and I think Ferdinand said where Capello and, and Sven weren't really too bothered about having that divide mm. it was just about how they perform on the pitch and actually I think what they do off the pitch counts for a hell of a lot when they're on it yeah they are I mean it's arguably Sven had, had the better quality squad out of any of the managers in the last 20 years um, when you have Lampard and Scholes and Gerrard and Beckham and Owen and, yeah. and Rooney and um, Neville and Ferdinand and, and Campbell and Cole as your back line or, it's really or whatever it's, it's ridiculous compared to the current one you have all them players really over the current one apart from you know, perhaps Kane might get in or whatever um, but yeah it was it, it was that mentality and it was the playing well together and getting on as a team and um, Southgate's done that somehow and there's less you know there's not seven or eight players from one club there's four maximum one club I can't even think it may not have got four now with Sancho or in the squad City might have had three or four it wasn't you know the old Spain squads they had none from Real Madrid in this tournament they used to have like eight from eight or nine from Real Madrid eight yeah. from Spain or Barcelona or whatever I mean they did well amazingly they did well back in you know 08, 10 and, and 12 when they had that split yeah. um, England didn't do well when they had that kind of split and we've gone away from that and we've got a mixture of different clubs we've got Brighton players we've got 
Wolves players. We've got, you know, Arsenal, the odd one, Tottenham one. They're everywhere, and that, I think that does help. Yeah. Um, and the fact they're young as well, they haven't built up that hatred of each other on the pitch like Neville probably did with some of the other players, or not just Neville, but you know what I mean. Um, I think that helps as well that they're young. But I think it's, it's the fact that back in the sort of early 2000s, you think about a prime example would be the Arsenal versus Man United. Um, the many battles, obviously, the, one of the most famous ones would be people that don't play for England, Vieira and Keane, but like you said Neville um, a lot of hatred between those two teams the Premier League was for me a better standard back then and that's why the that's why I feel like the relationships between the England players when they got together probably quite weren't as, as good because the Premier League was that much better and you had whereas now we talk about the big six back then it was maybe the big two the big three you know Chelsea were just about coming into it but the big two really were Arsenal Man United obviously Liverpool chipped in with mm. a lot of good English players but that's why, for me, the relationship probably wasn't as good back then as it as it is now. No, no, I agree, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's 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 underestimated how how big an impact that has on it. You yeah. don't know because you're not there. But these players are together twenty four seven, especially now in the bubbles. I mean, they are normally winning tournaments, but now you can't literally go anywhere. No. Um, you're all stuck together, and you have to you have to get on. Yeah, if you course, don't, yeah. it's, if you don't, it's going to affect, like you know, you don't have to be mess, best mates. You don't have to be hanging around with each other, you know, in your rooms and all doing all this and whatever. You just got to get on, be civil with them. And I think they can. Maybe back in the day, they weren't, they weren't yep. with them. Yep. And um, I don't know. It's fair play for Southgate for doing it. He, he's he's put a lot of effort into doing that and getting the squad harmony right, rather than not, you know, just picking the best players. On t- talent wise I think he's he's been very smart with his selections and um, yeah I think, I think I think he's done well on that aspect since he came in um, obviously replacing Allardyce was it like was it 2016 just after that tournament obviously Hodgson went out and then Allardyce came in in September and then he, he was replaced pretty soon after wasn't he? <laughs> oh, 67 yes. days I think it was something like um, that so he's had a lot of time to build for this obviously the first World Cup getting to the semi-finals had five years since that 2016 point near enough yeah. to to this one, so I think you're right in in the in in the fact that it's underestimated the the squad harmony and and how much of an impact that has on the players on the pitch, uh, making those connections. Obviously, you watch enough football, all, all the football from the Premier League has been on been on TV this year, so you know what what sorts of runs, what sorts of um, things players do in game and in games, and and that obviously helps. Um, so yeah. I think we've we've sort of gone away from the game because that's what we want to talk about. But we'll, <laughs> we'll get we'll get back onto the game. Sixty um, seventh minute, Bonucci equalised. It was coming, but it was almost it, it was for me it, personally. It was strange because I just I felt like our goal had some sort of wall surrounding it, and nobody was going to score. And I didn't feel like Italy were going to score. And then it was the first. It was like oh, they've scored. First goal from open play, wasn't it? Well, does it count as open play? It was a bit of a set piece kind of thing. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. It was it was just, it was a deflection, wasn't it? I mean, and went headed on and picked for the same yeah, game. Yeah, you know, maybe just about open play. I don't know. Obviously, Damsgaard definitely wasn't open play. Um, but you're right. There was seemed to be some sort of no, what a goal that was. Um, you know, force field around our goal in the tournament. Whatever happened, and maybe that force field was Jordan Pickford because he was arguably. You know, people could argue him being the goalkeeper of the tournament. Obviously, I don't think he is. I've got to say sorry um, about that because I did say. Was it a couple of months back when we were discussing our England squads? You I wouldn't said, even have a minute, would you? No, it wasn't even in mine. And what did, what did I say? What did, what did me and Matt say? I'm sorry, yeah. We said he never lets England down. No. He never has, and he still hasn't. Obviously, Pope was injured. Um, <laughs> the, the, the idea of having Aaron Ramsdale in goal would have made me cry for England. <laughs> so, yeah, Pickford, sorry about that. Fair play. He was, he was bloody brilliant for the whole tournament, even the penalty shootout as well. So, yeah. What, sorry, what were, you, what were you talking about there? I sort of interrupted. Yeah, we were mentioning the it was more, more yeah. mentioning Pickford really, and I mean he probably wasn't the goalie of the tournament. He was very close, probably number two. We'll talk about that later. Definitely. Um, yeah, but yeah, you were confident that England weren't con- going to concede. What two in the whole tournament didn't actually lose a match at all um, that's, in yeah, normal that's play. Yeah. All right, Italy didn't either, but they let in a couple more goals than us. Yeah, I, I felt like we were the dominant force throughout that tournament, and and that's why. I thought there's only one team that's going to win this. It's the hype. The hype around it, it was unbelievable. The hype, um, 
maybe. Uh, yeah, the hype's always going to be massive, and especially when it's on home soil. Um, especially after the year and a bit of lockdown, COVID, you know, rubbish, and people want to get out and about, and another way of uniting the country. It always unites the country, don't get me wrong, but this had it felt like it had that extra mm. added effect on home soil as well. You're like, right, this is it, this is the one. Mm. Um, but it didn't happen. Mm. I know, it, it, it's hard, isn't it? It's we're going away from the game again aren't we and we're talking more about the tournament in general <laughs> I don't mind, we don't I don't wanna, mind. yeah but it's painful talking about the tournament the tournament when you know it wasn't exhilarating I was sitting there watching Scotland and I agreed with Sunez at the end the football ain't coming home with that team I agree with that and you have them moments throughout the tournament don't you but you bounce back and they bounce back and they deserve to get to the final in my opinion they were the second best team in the tournament I don't know if that's the state of European football um, that we are the second best team in the tournament nothing against our players but you know, we're not, as I said, we're not exhilarating to watch. We don't no. thrash teams. We, obviously, we thrash Ukraine, and Ukraine had a bad day. But um, yeah, one off, really, that one. It? it was, yeah, and you don't expect that from England at the tournament. Um, no, I just, I don't know. Let's, let's get back to talking about the game and let's get yeah. through that. Right, <laughs> quickly, I want to talk about Southgate and the fact that he delayed to make subs. Now, Italy make a few in normal time into extra time and. I think we, well, we brought Saka on. Obviously, didn't turn out to be brilliant, but also the decision to bring Henderson on, and he was then taken off for a penalty. Now, does that mean does that mean that he he was never in his plans to, for him to take a penalty, or it, it's just it was a strange decision to bring him on, and then with the you know you brought him on at one all basically is what I'm trying to say, with the thought that it could go to extra time and could go to penalties. So why would you then waste a sub on someone that you don't want taking a penalty? Well, he he didn't think Rice could make play 120 minutes. That, you so we just had yeah. to bring on Henderson okay. and they couldn't at that point think about penalties because the game could have still been done in, in normal times or, or in extra time no, so, I suppose so they couldn't and then it got to a point where so close to penalties that you then have to start thinking about penalties and substitutions in the end we played with Marcus Rashford at right back and Sack, oh, Sack, wow. I don't know where Saka was playing or, or whoever was playing in midfield at the end because Phillips was the only midfielder on the pitch I mean if England letting a goal in that couple of minutes you would have think I mean, I don't know what would have it been was, said. It was a cluster of players randomly dotted around. I don't know what it was. It was, it was awful. If we and conceded Rash- that, you're right. Yeah, you're there's Rashford point. taking throws at right back. What is going on here? Um, Good throw though. I mean, there's one. It got to a point where you thought, oh, they might not actually get these players on here. And then I know. And yeah. then he gets them on. And then he had on three minutes. You're like, oh my god, three minutes. Where have you found them from in 15 minutes of of a, you know second half of extra time? Yeah. Um, but we got through it. Um, I think we did well to get through it in the end. Obviously, they were the, we we said we did well for twenty five minutes, and after that, they weren't. I think we, I did, th- we didn't get battered, but nah. we, they were the better team. I think in extra time was our chance to win it. Second half of the normal time, they battered us. We yeah. couldn't get it on the ball. So extra time, it's more open for any team because you're all getting tired, whether it is mentally or physically tired. Even if players have come off the bench, you're getting mentally tired. And we had a bit more of the ball, especially in the second half of extra time. And perhaps we didn't do as well we could, as well as, well as we should have. Um, I think that was our moment. Not that we they were playing for pens, I don't think. No. I mean, it was clear we, we in the end were playing for pens, but... Oh, I still no think, idea why. <laughs> I still think, um, yeah, I think our chance was in the second half of extra time. and We just, we just, couldn't, just couldn't fashion that opening at all. Right, we'll come on then um, to the bit I was dreading, which is the penalties. Um, I want to start with the positives. Pickford, Jordan Pickford, save two. I think he's, for me, other than obviously the people that scored their penalties, which is only two of them, he can be proud of his efforts. Obviously, like we've just said across the tournament, but also in that penalty show, I did have the utmost confidence in him to save at least two. I wasn't expecting, though, with that Jorginho one. Don't know about you. No, I walked out the room. Yeah, I was we were watching it together, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, don't, I walked I don't out. Don't the, remember that? Yeah, I walked out the room when um, Sancho had his miss because I thought, well, George, is it now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just going to yeah. send Pickford the wrong way. You know, I came back in just to watch it, and then um, obviously Pickford saved it. And fair play, you, you know, you could you can make a case for him being English, English player of the tournament, um, which isn't always a great sign when you make the final. You're goalie to be one of your players of the tournament, but he was to make you know to keep what, five clean sheets, whatever it was. Um, he was excellent. Yeah, all right. He should have pro- p- 
possibly done better with Dam's God's free kick. Um, I think if Matt was here, he'd probably argue that. Um, but he's not, so I'm going to say it. I think you could have done better with Dam's God's free kick. Dinosaur but you, arms. But yeah, but other than that... Um, <laughs> I'm not going to have a go at him too much. He was class. You say two penalties, you, you, you'd, you'd hope to at least go to a sudden death, put it that way. At least... Um, but for you to lose... Yeah. Before he gets a chance, I don't know. Before the other team even yeah. take a six, it's just, yeah, it's just disappointing. It's, it's it's harsh on it's harsh on Pickford to be honest. Even his uh, not just the fact that he made so many crucial saves, but also his distribution excellent. Again, I'm sure, like you said, if Matt was here, uh, little side note, it's a shame Matt can't be here, but he's he's busy tonight. I'm sure if he was here, he'd be buzzing about that distribution because the whole tournament it was excellent, and we know how good he is with the ball at his feet. And actually, I think that was one of the reasons why we said at the start of the tournament why he would definitely be number one. Hmm. Yeah, it was a couple of times he threw the ball away. Um, was it Denmark game early in that game? Semi-final. He threw it right at Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. no, actually, was there it? was one where he came out and tried to like volley it away, I think, and uh, missed it. Yeah, was that Denmark <laughs> or was that another game? Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I don't, that's not really distribution, though. That's no, just no, no, up, I'm just it? talking general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he has their moments. All goalies have their moments, though, and, and you, as long as they don't cost you, um, you'll be all right. Um, didn't but no, it. his dis- distribution is good. Yeah. That is one of his strong points. Um, yeah. Maybe reaching the ball in the top corner is not because of his little arms. But mm. less said about his little yeah. arms. And <laughs> yeah. he's actually no, he was he was quality. Um, and he he performs far better for 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 country than he does club. Um, which yeah. you know, as an England fan, we're not bothered really how he does for Everton as long as he does it yeah. for for England. And and he did. So yeah. That's that's it really. Let's go through those penalties uh, in themselves then. Um, starting with the Rashford one. I've, for me, whenever I see that stuttery run-up, it always it always sows the seeds of doubt in my mind. Now, something I picked up on when I was watching it again, in the heat of the moment, I didn't really notice this, but it was almost as if his left foot was placed too closely to the ball. And that's why maybe he dragged it wide. I don't, I'm not sure what you think about I it. Don't just, know. just an observation. I don't, know if it, I don't know if it was a trick of the eye or something. It, it looked like to me as well... As if potentially his his feet touched each other. It was looked weird as they went down. I don't know if part of his heel flicked his left foot or something. Right. But then it also you're right about the positioning as well. I think he hit it with two. You know, he tried to hit it with the inside of his foot, and yeah, it was a bit yeah. too far too far inside near yeah. the hill, and that's why it went that far that way. And I don't know if it's because he potentially clipped his own feet, so he wasn't in the right position. Or whatever, because he wasn't looking at the ball; he was looking at the goalie. That's his technique. Um, he sent the goalie completely the wrong way. Um, I think. I think he had with that, with that eight or nine yards to put it in, and he put it wide. Yeah, with that technique, oh, you have to it's score, an don't you? Absolute sin to miss the target. Well, well yeah, it, 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 it is. is. Sorry, it is. It is. You, you got if you're that confident that you look at the keeper the whole time and and go and decide which way based on him, you've got to hit the target. You you got to. You do. You do have to. Yeah. I I just, um, it doesn't matter if he's down the middle of the goal. If you send him the wrong way, he's not saving it. Yeah, no, so you're right. Um, that's what that was particularly disappointing for to, me. To to miss the target when you've sent him the wrong way. Yeah. Um, I thought it was in at first. I was like, oh. Well, you're gonna, aren't you? But yeah. If you say, if you uh, to just it just it always looks worse when you send the goal the wrong way and you still put it wide. If you if you if you if the goalie does the right way and it goes wide, it's like oh I've seen him going, so you're trying to kick it even further that way. This time he's sent in the wrong way. He's had the whole goal to kick it in, but that's just you know he just didn't execute his plan yeah. as he wanted to, and no, he wasn't no. obviously in the right position to strike the ball. Similar with Sancho's one as well, sort of a bit of a stuttery run up. Obviously, yeah, but obviously, hit obviously, the target, but obviously his technique, but it was just a nice sight and nice place. You know, the goalie read it. That was it. Mm. The goalie read it, and normally if he dies right away, he'll save it yeah. because he's a big guy. He he's quality goalie. Um, we'll talk about him later. But um, now Sancho and Rashford. I'm not sure if Sancho's taken them for Dortmund, but yeah, he Ra- has. Yeah, yeah, he has. Rashford's definitely taken them for United. I, yeah, I remember you, scoring yeah. you. Kaio Saka has never taken a penalty in for his Arsenal, senior football, his career, senior football no. career so the decision to put him on the last penalty in the Euros final at Wembley is well words can't describe how angry I am that a 19 year old is put in that position and also for me what emphasises what sort of pushes that up and, and makes me even more angry is that he's Arsenal? <laughs> yeah, I know. We can't. We 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 all sat there as Arsenal fans, and we were like, "Well, the last person we want taking a penalty right. in this situation is Saka." Um, I'd also back it up with more 
opinion on the fact that it's not just because we're Arsenal. In fact, we've watched him closely for the whole season and we know when he has time to think about something, his finishing isn't great. All right, a penalty is different. He's a very instinctive finisher. He can smash one in from 20 yards, whatever. But when he's in through one-on-one, he hasn't got that... You know, he hasn't got that, it's, it's that clinical edge. But his penalties are different and he, he just didn't hit it well enough. That's literally it. And But Southgate said they practised and that was the order. He was number five. Fair enough. I mean, I can't argue with that, but... Well, I'm going to argue with that. I still, I don't agree with it. No, look, Saka, obviously a fantastic young player, only 19 years of age, he's got his whole career ahead of him. That's going to hurt. People, you know, I've seen, I think we've said, oh, it could ruin him, could ruin him. I don't think it will. I think he's strong. I think he'll bounce back. But in terms of his technique, and we've said it all season watching him at Arsenal, we've said it before as well, it's it's almost like his technique isn't as well developed. And that's why I wouldn't have had him on a penalty. Maybe that's slightly harsh, but... Yeah. I, yeah, I feel like he doesn't kick the balls as well as maybe a Grealish would or something. Yeah, but like I that. wouldn't say Maguire kicks it well, and he just scored the best penalty I've seen for a long time. But he so kicks, it, kicks it hard. Yeah, and high, right in the corner. Yeah, um, <laughs> I can't really argue. Can't really argue. It was that. a hell of a penalty, wasn't it? <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah. But the thing, the thing is, I don't know if you were the same. Obviously, the first thing after Saka missed was obviously the disappointment of losing, and then the fact that he's Arsenal, which we didn't want that to affect him. Hopefully it doesn't. But then I always I knew straight away that all three of them players were going to get the abuse they got on social media. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. And I went on there, went on Twitter straight away, and you could see people already tweeting saying, you know, these players need a sport because we know what they're going to get, and they did get it, and it would have been in there, you know, on their timelines before that they've even left the pitch or before, you know, probably before. As soon as it's safe. Probably before Sancho took his pen, Rashford had some stuff yeah. on his Twitter, and the other, you know, after Sancho, he'd have had some. That's just how that's just the nature of the beast, yeah. and it's horrendous that people feel that they can put this abuse on social media. Like, oh, what are I, you thinking? Why it. do you, why do you feel that? What? Why are you thinking it in the first place? But then you feel the need to put it on social media. What? Not like? Yeah. What are you doing? Like not just on social media as well, though. I saw videos after the after the game of English fans crowding around one guy, sort of. I don't know, trying to intimidate him. I don't know what they were doing. Um, obviously, the Marcus Rashford mural. Um, yeah. There was. Well, I think, I'm, I'm not quite sure what was I, on that. No, I didn't. It see was covered it. up pretty soon, and obviously, lots of uh, great messages um, covered that up and things like that. And it's yeah. just. It's just so disappointing the fact that our country is but, united but, together. But, but we knew it. I know. I know. You knew it as soon as, yeah, oh, as, soon as you see, and it's you know, it's three back players of missed penalties. They were going to get the mm. abuse. That's just yep. the the unfortunate and horrible way that some football fans are. Yeah. That um, that was inevitable. And Saka said it in his statement. He released it today. I think Sancho and Rashford said similar things in theirs. Yeah. But they knew what was going to come their way. Um. And that's the sad reality of it. Um, he can't. He can't. It won't. It doesn't look like it's going to be stopped anytime soon. Instagram no, and Twitter no. aren't doing. You know, they were saying bring in ID and verification for each account. So that's a, that's a difficult one. So people. I mean, they they've arrested. I saw on the Sky Sports News today about six people. I think since Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to do I've with the that. racism. Um, the disappointing thing is, you see some of them. You know working you know they're they're not kids are they they're not you you can't excuse it if you're if you're if you're young you can't excuse it but you see 30 40 50 year olds doing it i know and they they work as you know Uh, i'm not not sure if you if you uh saw on marcus rashford's instagram he said there was someone in his dms with you know racist comments or emojis or whatever with an open account in his mid thirties, teaching maths. Maths teacher. Yeah, I did. So, I did what see something joke. like that. What a yeah. joke! He should get sacked. Yeah, I don't know if that was straight away. Uh, that might have been. That might have been after the Europa League final. Oh right. Um, okay. I'm not sure because that, that that resurfaced because he did a. I saw people. Yeah, but that. Whenever that, that is. It's a similar. Yeah, it's not right at all. I'm just <laughs> saying that. Yeah, that might have been because that, that came back up again this week. Um, it's so going to keep coming out every time because every time they fail, some people just cannot resist. No, they have to. They have to do it. I don't get why. I don't get I don't why. Get, why well, one, why are you thinking it? Why are you thinking it in the first place? And two, why are you then writing it on social media? <laughs> you shouldn't be thinking it in the first place. Obviously, we know that. But then you feel the need to write it on there. What are you? The, the amount of coverage that it's had, even in the last year, just 
just you look at some people and think why uh, why know. you're so naive or just reckless just but take a moment take a breath delete the social medias if you have to don't just spill your mind onto it because it's not going to be positive at the no. end of it. There's going to be reprimands, and like you said, six or seven people I think already were arrested. I'm sure that number will rise, and every time something like that happens, it will continue to happen. I'm honestly not sure about what what the sort of solutions um, social media accounts going to bring in. You talk about verification IDs and things like that. So there's going to be a lot of people against it. I don't mind it personally. Um, it's so it's, hard. It's There's millions and millions one. and millions of people on social media. You have you see how many people follow whatever Rashford or how many millions it is. So many are fake accounts anyway. They're yeah. bot bot accounts. We know that some follow me, some follow you, will follow you on Instagram or whatever. Yep. Um, weird accounts. What do they all get deleted? I think well they they should, but can that happen? I don't know. Just get reported. Um, so there's so there's so many accounts out there. Um, to get well, everyone to verify the amount of money these social media companies may lose from doing that kind of thing are they prepared to do that I don't know that's the thing we've got to mm. we've got to see in um, my opinion no and also Probably it not. wasn't just the racism as well the way the fans were on Sunday some of the stories you see Maguire's dad's had his ribs uh, possibly broken because he was in I don't know if you saw that this week what? yeah Maguire did an interview with the son a couple of days oh, ago wow. so his dad nearly got I don't know maybe it was trampled on or whatever um, suspected broken ribs I've seen videos as well of England fans the throwing punches and kicks at Italian fans even young boys and then really got really, really young young kids you had, you had all the people storming into the stadium um, you saw all that barricade people stealing tickets or people stealing seats um, I said we're not going to get a tournament anytime soon if we're going to act like that it was probably wrong to have 8 o'clock kick off because people are probably drinking from 8am in the morning that didn't help um some of the videos are awful. Some of the stories are awful. Some of the rubbish in in I think it was Trafalgar Square. Yeah, yeah. It was, that was yeah. Oh, it's just. I mean, it, it was cleared up the next day by some volunteers or something. Oh, but it well, shouldn't be there in the first place. Well, no, but that, but that, sadly, that's the reality of it. That's that's English football fans. In okay, I'd probably you'd say a small minority. You hope it's a small minority. It doesn't look like a small minority, but that's it. Probably still is because the most people who are there are a, a type of a type of football fan if I can say it like that and you know you wouldn't go up to Wembley without a ticket I would never dream of doing that you wouldn't no. but some people did and some people went because they're going to get in somehow because it's England's final and I've got, I'm gonna, I've got a ticket but I'm going to get in and they squeeze in and they barge through the barricades where there was not enough there was not enough police oh, and security, was, security yeah. but even if there was more it would have been hard because you've got 60,000 fans or you've got much more fans than there should have been there um, you got people getting in the bar- in the yeah, turnstiles yeah, yeah. two two at a time. They're hu- hugging and getting through. Um, it was just it's just stupid. England fans, the, the videos, it's just it's horrendous, really. And it went on throughout the match. Yeah. Um, people saying how behind the goal, or, you know, a section had far more people in than seats. The whole of the gangways were full. People couldn't get out for, of the if you wanted to go to the toilet anyway during the game or half time or whatever. You couldn't get out for hours. So, so what we're saying is there's absolutely no way that there was 60,000 people in there. Oh no, you would think it'd be a lot more. It'd be 70, 75. But Wembley puts out statements saying oh, you know, people who haven't got a ticket are going to be ejected immediately. How do you find them? You know, they're all stuck. They're all in there. Yeah. They're all in. And no idea. I mean, the amount of COVID cases is going to come from this because they're people far more than should be and you know you had to have I think you probably had to have negative tests or whatever before you went in or or at least your details and stuff like that and oh, I don't know it's, it's may, it's, it was mayhem and yeah we're not going to get a tournament anytime soon there was, even, um, there was one sad guy, reality of English football fans there's one guy I saw when they were going through some of the barricades it was a guy on the fly having a seizure yeah nobody cares nobody cares just walk through run through stewards um uh, we're trying to volley people. Um, and it oh, but there was people. Oh, you could see there were people in the concourse at Wembley, and they were kicking each other. And there's bloke this bloke on the floor. They're be- kicking his head in. I'm like, what are you doing? Has he? Has he got? How do you know if he's barged in? Has he? But why are you beating him up on the floor? To uh, was England fan was he? The one on the floor. They must have been England. I don't know. It, oh. was, it wasn't wearing English. It's just look. It's crazy, and you. you why well, I don't get why they're doing it and look as I said it's still hopefully a small minority of fans who support 
football in England. But these are a type of fan. Yeah. You know, if it, this is a few thousand fans on a Sunday, uh, a Euro 2020 final, most fans with millions at home wouldn't be like that. No. These are still hopefully a small minority. Well, un- unfortunately, that minority reflected we'll, as a majority. We'll ruin on the it day. for everyone. Yeah. It, it reflected on the day as a majority yeah. of, of people, unfortunately. Um, and yeah, you're right, it's ruined it. And I hate the fact that we've come on and talked about this, but it did need to be talked about. But it just really overshadows what a, a great month it's been. Let's forget about the result, okay? We've seen lots of football, crowds have been back in, we've seen some, some great games. Um, obviously, that ridiculous Monday with a 5 3 and a 3 all and things like that and it just doesn't need to be it doesn't need to be overshadowed by fans and especially English fans being idiots when we're in a final um, we talk about the fact like you said we don't get many tournaments and this is probably the reason why because things like this happen far too often you say you don't want it to be overshadowed but it is, it is overshadowed yeah, because I know you put it, since the Sunday the final has not been mentioned other than to do with racist abuse the players have got or the way the fans were on Sunday that's just it that's you know, you can't. What 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 do you do to to combat that? It's just about trying to bring a the next generation up and and obviously teaching them that that's wrong. We all know it is, but people don't seem to care. No. Anyway, um, we've gone on a bit about that, but like I said, it it did need to be addressed. Um, obviously disgusting, and we hate seeing that. We absolutely hate seeing that. Uh, it doesn't matter who it's towards. Um, any form of discrimination terrible whether that's on social media or at the ground like we've seen or whatever just it's just not on it doesn't represent football fans certainly doesn't represent the majority like you said of of English football fans Um, so yeah very disappointing finally before we move on from the final just wanted to say address quickly Grealish's his tweet he said he would have taken one Um, he's he's had 12 appearances for England he's not more of a senior English player but he's 25 years old he's 6 years old in the soccer He's more of a senior bloke. He's more of a senior footballer, if you like. Maybe I feel, like, I'm not sure about you, that he he should have put his foot down a little bit more and demanded that he took a penalty. Um, I think the, the, the fact that Southgate said they were the five we had in training meant that if he had all five on the pitch at that time in a, he, in a shootout, he was going to go with them. Um, and he did. That was his... Um, once you practice it in training if you're Southgate in your head you're like I don't want to go against <laughs> yeah, this yeah, we yeah, just yeah. practice this this is what was best in training these were the best that. takers in training they've tra- practiced in their position you can't replicate it in training or whatever but I know what you mean Grealish just wanted to cover his back really because of what Keane said and that's fine clearly Grealish didn't say no to taking a pen but it was Southgate's no. decision um, ro- some managers some managers do it differently and they wouldn't have a set five to start and they'll just say anyone who fancies taking one now but he didn't he didn't go that way he went the other way and said right this is on my head and he didn't want it he wanted it to be blame, the blame on him rather than the players which again shows what a type of manager and leader he is that he didn't he doesn't want Saka to be blamed yeah, he's he knows what he had for all them years, um, you know, twenty five years ago when he missed the pen. I suppose so. Yeah, he knows the experience of it, and so he was so quick after the game to say it was my decision. No blame on them. I I picked that. You can't have a go at them. You can't have a go at people for not taking them. Whatever. That was it. Um, yeah. It was interesting seeing him go around telling them all an order, and then he went. I think Pickford was meant to be number six. It looked like. I would have had him in ahead of Saka to take. Yeah, but then you say, "Was well, then if he missed, you'd say, why's well, it goalie taking a penalty?'" It's just that's that that's the line. You, you don't know what to. Honestly, in a I, pen- I know. I wouldn't uh, said that. If no, but Saka's people might have. Said, people would have. I think Pickford might have been six. Then it was was it Phillips seven, Grealish eight. Uh, who else was on? I don't know. There was a video going around of Southgate pointing to them, but Pickford as a ball striker. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's I why we could fly a long way over the yeah. bar, but or in, yeah, <laughs> that's the risk you take. I, I don't suppose. know. It's, that's done now, and yeah. we'll just forget about it. I think we need to forget about it. Um, well, we've um, where was Eric Dyer? That's what I want to say. He should be. He should have. <laughs> yeah. He would have scored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> 
That was yeah. I was looking at that the other day. The last Euros, so many different players. Mm. Um, right, move on from that. We've managed to string that for forty minutes, so that's a good effort from us. Um, hopefully, we've reflected some of the positives in that final. There wasn't many um, from the players or the fans, but um, hopefully, we've talked about them for you guys. Um, we'll move on then to our predictions that we made before the tournament, before Euro twenty twenty. Um, there's a few we made up here actually, so we don't have the official um, results for them, but we'll discuss them now, um, starting with our predictions for the player of the tournament. We I went this, this went well, didn't it? As we expected, as we expected <laughs> though, let's be honest. Uh, I went with Mbappe, who, well... Flop of the tournament, was it? <laughs> I think it's fair to say I've put my jinx on another player. I've carried it over from the scout, yeah. I've given it to Mbappe. Um, so let's hope he doesn't come to the Premier League for his sake. Lewis, you said Kante. Oh, I mean, he was better than Mbappe, but yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He, uh, France flopped, and if you go out last sixteen, you can't. Um, they, last sixteen were they? It was, wasn't it, against Switzerland? Yeah, yeah I thought I couldn't remember if it was that or the cause, but either way, it's a failure for France being knocked out at that point. I think semi final was minimum. Whether it was last sixteen or quarters, I can't yeah. exactly remember. I think it was court. It's last sixteen. Yeah. So <laughs> overall, though, I think it's fair to say Mbappe and Kante weren't great picks. Um, uh, no, both didn't, didn't have amazing tournaments. No. There were two obvious options, but we, yeah, we yeah. got them a little bit wrong. Two obvious, maybe. In these tournaments, lots Potentially. of surprises Potentially. come up. Um, Donnarumma won it. I think, mm. for me, surprising maybe slightly as it's a goalkeeper, but actually, on, on the surface, well-deserved. He reminds me of Mamel Neuer, and the reason he does is <laughs> because... Statement. Not just... Not, not on the, you know, Neuer's often 40 yards out of his goal mopping up, playing in defence, but <laughs> I mean... Like how can you score past him? He's that good, kind of. Has that aura about like him. A unit in front of the goal. Yeah, he's so big. There's, there's less goal than there is. <laughs> you know, he makes it. He covers up over half the goal. It looks like, especially when you see them penalties. You like blind me. If he, as I said, if yeah. he dies the right way, he is saving it. I was going to say, did that maybe play in our minds on the penalties? You think oh, uh, it's he's not, big? Uh, he's huge. He's uh, he's massive. How but big is he officially? Like six or six? Oh, I don't know. It must be something, something like that. He's just signed, announced by PSG today. So that's a he's great towering s- above Chiellini and Panucci. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're not small. He's a great great sign of PSG. Um, I'm not going to toot my own horn here, but I think later on in one of the other awards I might have had him listed so you might have done let's not give uh, away no I might <laughs> have um, <laughs> so yeah thoroughly I think deserved yeah. player of the tournament um, um, though, well, my god Chiesa was good in the final oh, Christ. what a player he needs to be snapped up honestly I, mean, I saw Chelsea were linked with him a couple of days ago now um, don't, need sure. him. don't need him do they no but my I god he's <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, he would, but why would he come he, there? F- yeah, he could be one of my surprise players. I'm not sure. We did, we did, did we do that section? I don't think we did. If we did, he would have been it. Um, but yeah, overall, I think Kante was slightly better than Mbappe. So, um, yeah, move on then to the uh, golden boot. I've said, because well, I think it was fairly logical in going for this. I said player of the tournament Mbappe, so I also went golden boot Mbappe. I think, I think that was fair. Obviously, another... Terrible decision from me. Um, you went with Romelu Lukaku. I'm not, not sure how, how well three, he did. I think. Three, three goals. Not, not terrible. Three, not or terrible. three or so goals. Um, but I, Ronaldo won it. Ronaldo got it, I think, because he got an assist. But Schick also got the same five goals. Right. Um, but obviously, I think probably because he got an assist, Ronaldo got it. But good tournament for Schick as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's good, what a goal good cup. yeah, that was good. Uh, that was good. Yeah. That was one of the better days of the tournament. Did, um, did Ronaldo break that record in the end? I think he's, he's still, still level, level isn't he? he? Because yeah. what an achievement that will be! Equal- it's inevitable at some point. Yeah, he equaled it in that that unbelievable, you know, night where we could have been playing North Macedonia or wherever it was. Was it not more, no Hungary? What was it in that group? The group of death. North Macedonia yeah. were beating. Was it Hungary? I can't remember. It was now. Hungary, yeah. Portugal, Germany. Were France in there as well? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why I said North Macedonia. Hungary kept taking the lead and bottling it. Yeah, and we so kept annoying. thinking, um, <laughs> oh, we, 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 we could be playing them, or we could be playing Portugal. Yeah. So that was a, that was the night that Ronaldo equaled Ali Dai's record, and then he didn't score against Belgium, did he? When they lost in the last sixteen. Um, no. But no, to be fair, to score, win the Golden Boot, and he didn't even play the last three rounds is quite impressive. But that's what you expect from Ronaldo, isn't it? Really. So yeah. longevity of that man is maybe ridiculous. we should have we should have gone for him. 
I can't believe one of us didn't. No. Mr. Consistent. You don't. I knew he was going to be good this tournament. I don't know why I didn't write it down. Um, but yeah, overall, Lukaku is better than Mbappe again, so. 2 0, let's say that <laughs> to you. Um, young player of the tournament. I went with Phil Foden, who didn't really feature too much. I mm. think he was injured towards the end of the tournament as well. Yeah, he missed um, the final with an injury. So yeah, that was. And he started one game, I think, potentially. Yeah, disappointing on, on my part. Obviously, with the season he's had for Man City. I did fully expect him to, to have a great tournament and, and smash it for England, but it wasn't to be for him. Lou, you went with another English player, Jude Bellingham. Yeah, but I remember when I did that prediction, I said at the time, I was like, I want to go with Saka, but I'm going to go Bellingham. I mean, I wish I went Saka now. Not that he won it, because he it hasn't It would have been it. a better shout, I think for he, sure. I think potentially if he scored the winning penalty on Sunday, he could have ended up winning the the, player, the young player of the tournament. Obviously, it doesn't, go like, doesn't work like that, and he didn't. Um didn't have a terrible tournament. Bellingham only came on, I think, once in the group stage. Um, which is a bit disappointing, but perhaps, you know, Southgate was proven right that we didn't need him. Um, but he'll come good again and play the next horn probably as a starter. Um, yeah. I said, oh, I wish I, went, sure. wish I went for Saka now because I didn't think he'd play as much as he did. He'd start ahead of Foden and, and Grealish and, and Rashford. And, and deservedly so. He's quite impressive, really. Yeah. Um, and he had a few good games. He wasn't great when he came on in the final. And then, obviously, it ended as it did. But if the final went a different way, he could have won the young player. But it said it went to a Spanish player, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, serious serious talent upcoming for England. And to be honest, I think we we often say, oh, what talent England have got coming up. But actually, mm. it's about converting and doing it. And we thought this was the tournament and it wasn't to be. And you said we worried about Qatar in 2022. And so am I, to be honest. Um, this... The the project with with Saka and Bellingham and all those those lot might be a, a bit further down the line, five or six years. Mm, we'll see. I mean, we'll w- see. it would be you know they'll be what twenty twenty years old. Bellingham will be maybe nineteen, eighteen, sort of that. Well, I suppose it's December, so it'd be nineteen. Um, but yeah, maybe that's a slightly longer project. But yeah, um, two English players. Saka would have been a better shout, I think. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Foden, obviously, the, yeah, the it's not a bad shout. Just didn't. Yeah, did, he, didn't happen for him, did it? He was, that first first half against Croatia, nearly scored a goal against the post. Yeah, hit. yeah. But he, you I know, think it could have gone differently. Good interview. Yeah, but it was Pedri who got it, wasn't it? Pedri, what a tournament, what a player is? He's another fine example of um, someone who we and it always crops up with these tournaments, these international tournaments, the World Cup, the Euros, whatever it may be. So players that you wouldn't have really thought of before crop up and all of a sudden they get snapped up and it, it go, that's the way it goes usually isn't it mm. right, he, was, he was quality um, he's played regularly for Barca's first team already 18 so you know you didn't expect him to come in and start for Spain as well as he did but um, yeah I think Barca have got themselves ahead of a player for the next few years Yeah, replacing finally <laughs> Iniesta and Xavi or you know he's more of a perhaps more of like an Iniesta type of player but you know yeah quality it's exactly what you expect from a Spanish midfielder but I think Messi only 18 isn't he I mean well, God. yeah Messi's taking a pay cut so he might have a year to try and feed some balls in for him yeah that's alright isn't it he'll be yeah. need to double his age but you know no serious, seriously good player and um, like I said those those players that you wouldn't have thought before they, they jump out um, so yeah fair play Pedri great tournament um, the surprise team it's obvious I think it's fairly obvious what the surprise team will be um, my one was Poland who went out in the group I only, I only said them really because Lewandowski and it stuck out to me but didn't really didn't really happen in the end you said <laughs> he said Scotland love it yeah but you remember when I'm, I not, s- I'm not laughing at your prediction I'm laughing at Scotland when I said it I was like oh, perhaps trying to jinx them and, and it, I can't, it kind of did I didn't have to jinx them I don't think they were ever going to get through that group um, Brilliant goal from Shea. Even though it's opposite to what I said, but they've just had. They didn't look like scoring, did they? Apart from um, that cracking save from Pickford in the England game, but other than that. Um, oh, well, look, we won't talk too much about Scotland. We won't give them the time of day, no. but I think their attitude towards the tournament was summed up perfectly in, in that England game. I think the whole focus was, oh my god, we've got England in the group, let's just not lose to them. Mm. And they celebrated that like a win, mm. that draw, and it was like come on seriously it's, mm. it's unnecessary and it just it just shows how 
I don't want to be too disrespectful, but how small of a footballing nation you are, well, really. Then they probably celebrated the, the Italy win on Sunday equally as well in their homes or whatever. Oh, no. Let them do it. We got to a final. They couldn't even get out of the group. We couldn't even, you know, they scored yeah. one goal in their group. Well, it's done now. And I yeah. don't know when they'll next get Correct. to it. I don't know when they'll next get to a tournament. Um, Not any time soon, I don't think. We'll see. Based on we'll that see. performance. We'll see. But yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about the surprise team. Which is, well, it's not an official category, is it, this one? No. But Denmark. Well, Denmark, it, it, obviously that terrible, terrible um, incident on the pitch, the cardiac arrest from, from Christian Eriksen in the first game. That sort of wrote the fairy tale um, for Denmark. Obviously lost in the in the semi-finals, but what a tournament they had and what, what a, a real surprise they were. Obviously, even without their best player, Eriksen is their best mm-hmm. player, lost him in the first game, had a great tournament. Yeah, it was more that... The surprise was how they came back, I think, um, from that their first two defeats. You know, if Ericsson didn't go down or whatever, you'd expect them to beat Finland in the right mindset. And then you lose to Belgium, but yeah. you expect to lose to Belgium when you're Denmark, probably, in a group stage. And then you need one point from your last game. and they, But it didn't, work, it didn't work out like that. They lost to Finland because of what happened. Yeah. They did lose to Belgium, and then they had to win the last game and hope for a bit of a bit of a miracle. And they did, and they, they won... Um, you know they won. Uh, it was a, a thumping win, wasn't it? Four 0 or something? Um, was it against? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, with Christensen scoring his belter of a goal. Um, That's a goal that was yeah. Serious. And they went through with three points, which helped a lot of teams out. I think that qualified England straight away and that kind of thing because you know the best third place was guaranteed, and they did well. I mean, to get to the semi-final after what. After losing your first two matches, yeah, ridiculous. Um, that yeah. the the whole coming back out after Ericsson went down that takes that mm. takes a lot. People people can look on that on the outside and they they don't realise how hard that is for a team to do. So fair play to them. Um, obviously, Cash for Michael with that interview about has it ever come home slightly annoyed me. But other than that, Denmark, yeah, no, that's uh, true. I was, you know, I was glad to see them do well after that. I've got to be honest with you. Yeah, um, yeah, they are. They were good. They, you know, they're not not all your household names necessarily. We knew a few of them. Um, but again, that, with international tournaments, it's about that unit as a collective. Yeah. How can and they had that, together? and that probably the Ericsson thing um, would bring them together. It's an easy thing to say, really, but it yeah. probably does because it's, it's an do easy it thing Chris, to say. Do it for Christian and yeah. But, but it's true. That's yeah, why it's easy. Because it's true. It's dead true. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, Denmark with the with the surprise team, deservedly so. Fair play, and it was it was it was nice to see that. Best goalkeeper. Um, this was another unofficial category. Um, I <laughs> went with Rui Patricio. Didn't have a standout tournament. Um, Portugal. Well, well, Portugal knocked out in the last sixteen, weren't they? By Belgium. Yeah, yeah. 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 So mm, not a great tournament. Um, here you go. Uh, Donnarumma best goalkeeper yeah, I, think I think um, I've got that one I think I've got that award won, yeah. you've won the game yeah, <laughs> fair play Donnarumma what tournament yeah, no, about it's him. a good shout um, from me I was thinking about it at the time you think, I think when I said it he was always a free agent so he's left he left AC Milan at that point um, shop window all type that, yeah, yeah. It, well you could kind of but um, I just felt you looking, could say that I just felt looking at it I didn't. I wouldn't want to say Lloris because that would have been obvious with France but then I didn't think it would be Lloris because I don't really rate him. Um, yeah. I wouldn't have had Pickford as my choice, and I went down a rumor because how good you know. I knew how good he was. I think he's, he's you know he was even better than I thought in this tournament. Um, yeah. yeah, and I'm I'm glad I got one right because I think none of us got any other ones right. No, I didn't. No. Um, got close. So I think I've won this. There's predictions already. Yeah, you've won. Yeah. All right. Well done. No, <laughs> Don Rumor, great great tournament. Um, Fine figure of a man. Yeah, well. I know <laughs> he's gun. a big guy, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Player to watch then. Another unofficial category. Uh, I said Gerard Moreno. Mm, wasn't mm. wasn't a terrible shout. Mm, just, he, he didn't play he, a lot. No, didn't, didn't. He did okay. He, it wasn't it wasn't a player to watch though. Uh, I don't think anyone was scared of him. Um, Lou, you said Jamal Musiala. Musiala. Yeah, youngster for Germany. Um, Obviously, he could have played for England, but decided to play for Germany. Uh, you know, he became one a couple of times, I think. Um, but just 
didn't have the impact that I thought he could. Um, but I'm sure he'll be good in the future. He's already played quite a few games already for Bayern Munich. So to play at that age of 18 yeah. in a club like Bayern Munich, for 30 or 40 Bundesliga games or whatever it is, is, is ridiculous. So yeah. I think he'll be a regular in the, the World Cup team in 18 months' time. But yeah, yeah, we, we might have been a bit off of our predictions there. <laughs> like 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 uh, like normal then. I don't I don't think it's fair to to put one player as a player to watch I don't think there's a right answer for this um, but if I had to say someone oh, what's his name the, the, the Belgium Belgian winger young young guy yeah I know who you're thinking of but I can't think of his name let me let me have a look because was it the, who was he I can't remember who he was playing against it was at the Allianz Arena that's all I remember I think was it, was it France God, my memory is so been, bad at this tournament. Um, you know, you know exactly who I'm thinking I of, do, though. Yeah. Um, God, let's let's have a quick look because he was, he had a hell of a tournament. Um, he didn't didn't really do a great deal uh, in terms of goals and assists, but definitely one for the future. Um, let me try and find him. Who? What is his name? What is his name? Preparation at his finest here. He's just, yeah, he's on a. Looking at the results, trying to find this bloke's name. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's like you slipped my slipped my mind now. Let's have a yeah, look. Let's see yeah, if I can yeah. find him. God, Doku. That's the one. Doku. Yeah, Doku. Uh, he yeah, did look what? good. He was he was good. Um, I can't remember what game it was. <laughs> this is great preparation, isn't yeah, it? But, I know. Um, yeah. Was it Belgium? Was it Italy? Belgium. Did the, did Italy. Italy. Quarter yeah, final. Italy scored that caused, great goal. He caused um, the Italy defence a bit of trouble. Um, yeah, I was especially the, the you know the right back. Um, I'd never heard of him before, but he's another one. Yeah, like he's I been linked with a couple of, you know, a couple they of big moves. They come out of the woodwork in this tournament. Um, in, in, in any international tournament, he's only 19 years old. He just turned 19, 20 cent for me. Um, yeah, head of a player, one to yeah. watch um, for the future as well. Yeah, surprise player if we had that category. Finally, then winners. Uh, well, it wasn't to be. I said it's coming home. Hmm. I said England. I was close. You get nothing for second place in no, this game. No, no, you're spot on. I was, I was, uh, I was closer than you. You said France. Yeah. I, well. I think France were the. I was tempted to go for France. I think they were the. I'm not gonna. I can't say reliable pick. I think they were maybe one that a lot of people would have gone for though. Um, wasn't to be. Obviously, Italy running out deserved winners in the end. There's not really too much more we can say about that. It's a category with an, a definite answer. Yeah. For once, we were um, wrong. Yeah. We were you were a little bit wrong, less wrong than me, but you were yeah, still wrong. Still wrong. So. Yeah, all that matters is we were wrong. Yeah. Um, right then, we'll move away um, from the Euros. It's done now. The Euros are done. Yeah, let's forget talking let's, about it. Let's forget about it. Let's it didn't even happen. To the season. <laughs> Fans back in in the Premier League grounds. Let's talk about buzzing. Arsenal losing to Hibs in the oh pre-season God, friendly. Let's not. Let's not talk about that. Uh, Half the team <laughs> hopefully won't be there next season. Oh, that was a shop window game, wasn't it? Um, uh, well, they didn't, they didn't do very well for themselves if it was shop window. No. Right, we'll move on then, um, and we'll touch on a few transfers. I think you've got a few ready, Lewis. Um, first one. Well, it? no, it's just you know a few rumours going about, isn't there? Um, yeah. Starting to hot up now. The Euros are done, even though Haaland wasn't at the Euros. But Chelsea, you know, the reports today, Sky saying they made a proposal to Dortmund, Cash and Hudson Odoi and Abraham for Haaland. Um, that looks very unlikely, wow, though. Wow, okay. That looks very unlikely. Yeah. Apparently, Hudson Odoi's people came out and said that he won't be going in a swap deal. English but players to Dortmund. Well, yeah, you can see it. Um, yeah, I could see it. You could see it. And Abraham wouldn't be a bad replacement for Haaland, I don't think. Um, but Dortmund want was it one seven five million euros this summer? What? It's if, if it was straight, <laughs> if it was straight cash. Um, Whereas next summer he's available for seventy-five million pounds less or less than that um, release clause. I think what Chelsea are trying to do um, is because they feel that next summer so many teams will want him at that lower price. Right. Yeah. They're trying to sneak in and get him at a price where they can afford it, but not not many other teams can afford it. If any teams can afford it this summer, and right. if yeah, they go yeah, in yeah, and yeah. buy him, that's it. Your, your 75 million release clause next summer's done gone you can't get him we've got him now we've paid double what we wanted you know double we could pay next year but we've got him now he's our yeah, player the next yeah. 5, 6, 7, 10 years whatever it is um, I get that I still don't think it will happen this summer uh, they're just trying to test the waters Dortmund at the minute aren't budging and they'll just 
seem to be happy to let him go next summer. But you know, you know what? First thing I always think about when people say Haaland to Chelsea, and it's been going on for a few months. What a kick in the teeth for Werner! He's had a terrible first but season. It, it takes time, you know. But he wouldn't. But I think he'd, I think he'd play on the left then. Do you think? Yeah, yeah. You have your front three of Haaland, Werner, and. I don't know who would you play on the right um, you could play Pulisic you could play Ziyech you could play Mount on the right if you wanted to if he doesn't play midfield mm. you've got Havertz floating around somewhere um, obviously with you could play an inverted two Werner and Havertz and then you've got your wing backs bombing on outside of them you don't really need wingers so I still think Werner yeah. would play I think Tuchel likes Werner he just wants a striker um, Giroud looks like he's off to AC Milan Is he he's in Milan now they're saying so that would be done looks like I'd have him back at Arsenal yeah you would but Arsenal need to move for, for, for me future. obviously different different situation different players but that sort of Werner one season and then bringing in Haaland reminds me of a situation at Arsenal where Lacazette signed had six months bringing about Aubameyang hmm. it does it does even though maybe he's yeah, he might play it does it does perhaps but Werner wasn't Tuchel signing but I think Two, uh, I don't think Werner should be as a, the main striker. I no. think he should be okay. the off the left, not a winger, but making them runs in behind. His pace causes havoc, but he ain't your straight. He ain't your central striker to score twenty five, thirty goals because of what we saw last season. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Harlem could be ridiculous in that team. But we'll see how that goes. You know, there's lots of yeah. time left. I don't, I don't think it will happen. Um, Dortmund are gonna seem to be digging their heels in if Chelsea do make an offer of 150 whatever then yeah. they'll do it um, no, fair enough I don't know what's going to happen now with all these England players who've been linked Kane was, was obviously still talk about him um, Sancho's getting done he's had his medical this week um, Ben White you know that looks like it's probably going to happen the talk today I'd be on Sky I'm again saying I'm delighted with he that wants to join that's, that's a serious statement Arsenal. that we're looking to rebuild Especially that defensive area that I think, even though we've made a few signings, Gabriel, well, I think it's a bit of a donkey. I've said that a lot of times. <laughs> it's it's almost as if we're really starting to realise right. This is what needs to happen. These players need to bring him in. Oh, I know, but I, it's not talking about. I mean, you get talking about Arsenal. We could be here forever, but no, I know. we've left it till fifteenth of July. The next, the, the first game of the season is what four weeks, Saturday, away, four just, weeks yeah. from tomorrow or something. We're Friday night against Brentford. Yeah. Um, we need players in through the door very quickly there we've got the back at left back um, Sambi Lekonga's coming from Anderlecht um, again Sky said today on he's doing his quarantine after travelling right. over from Belgium so he'll sign after that yeah yeah um, Arsenal need a lot more than yeah, well, a back up left back a young midfielder and Ben White in my opinion um, but back up midfielder First choice midfielder James Madison. I love I love Madison. You know I love Madison. Um, don't know why yeah, he wasn't. But can in the Arsenal? Can Arsenal? Can Arsenal afford him? That's the question. And why would Leicester let him go? Well, first thing is, would he even want to come? I think he would. I think he would. Yeah, want because we guarantee him a start. Yeah. But then where does, where does Smith Rowe play? He's getting the number ten. It looks like. Um, you can always play Smith Rowe off the left. He's done well there. Yeah, I don't want to say I'm not a left winger, but, but a then, left then, field area. then a Bamiang's your striker, then any. Um, oh, Nenny. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hopefully not. I don't know. There'll be options then, but I don't know. We'll see. It's, uh, Madison will be a a good signing probably for Arsenal, but I can't. Right. He would be. That a seems a bit of a distant signing. dream at the minute. I think he, he would be a player that I turn up to the ground. I'd be buzzing to see, and also is a set piece taker that we can expect realistic maybe three or four goals from a season I know we we've had, we have set piece goals every season we have you know Jack I might chip in Willian chipped in but I'm talking about a serious set piece a, a dedicated set piece taker that actually scores goals mm. on a a regular basis I'm talking maybe one one a month or something like that yeah perhaps yeah uh, Arsenal um, we, do, we do need something like that um, Willian no William, <laughs> oh god, I never ever want to see him in an Arsenal shirt again. I don't even care if it's a pre-season friendly. I think the other day, something I was watching Arsenal fan TV. DT said he looked quite fat. William, he hasn't wintered well. No, well, he has actually. I think he has wintered well. <laughs> and he's enjoyed himself. Yeah. Um, oh well, 
you know, I don't if Arsenal are actively trying to sell him, why is he playing in a pre season match at Hibs? Um getting his fitness up for his next club, I don't know. Hopefully. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see how that works. Um Kalasinac plays as yeah. well and yeah, yeah. all these other players he probably won't be there next season. Yeah. Hopefully. Just quickly, any any other signings? Or transfers you got written down, or no, nothing no, really. Nothing major nothing. at the moment, is there? It's quite it's quiet. It's quite quiet. Um, might pick up now. The Euros done with the Kane stuff potentially, but then who's going to yeah. actually? Grealish as well with City, perhaps. Um, Hopefully, don't know if these players are going to have a bit of time off, but you know they probably won't go on holiday because still isn't that easy to get go on holiday. I don't think they're old enough to have had both vaccines yet, or some of them won't be. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know so we'll see we'll see how it goes but yeah they might pick up in the next couple of weeks and the Kane one probably will drag on to the end of the window God, I hope he signs please for who anyone anyone <laughs> he, I'm going to say he won't sign because then mm. he will then he will mm. think about it well Varane looks like he's going to Man United possibly as well That'd potentially be I called that earlier this yeah I think we had a question about that as well yeah uh, we'll well we will come on and, and do some more Instagram questions in, in the next few weeks. I didn't get any in uh, this week because I didn't put any out for them. So it's no. only my fault. Um, but yeah, we're coming towards the end of this episode and we've talked a lot about England and their failures in, in the Euro 2020 and obviously that being very much sort of overshadowed at the moment, like you said, by the, the racism and, and obviously the behaviour of the fans and that's been very disappointing. But overall, I think you'd agree um, when I say it's been a fairly entertaining month, as it always is with international football, um, with those big tournaments, whether it be the the World Cup or the Euros, it was very enjoyable. Mm, Yeah, at times, yeah. Some of the games were better than others, um, but yeah, it was good to have something to watch. It's always good to have a bit of football on, isn't it? Um, Yeah, it doesn't matter what time break A break away from Arsenal, um, even though it got a bit stressful towards the end. (laughs) Um, But, you know... The real, the real, the real stuff starts in a couple of weeks, yeah. um, and I am bricking it for Arsenal. <laughs> mm, yeah, it's not, it doesn't look great, does it? No, no it doesn't. Anyway, uh, thank you very much for for listening as ever, Lou. It's been a pleasure, and um, I will uh, hopefully Matt will be on in the next few weeks. Um, I'm not sure when the next episode is coming out because we've got slight availability issues, um, but we'll definitely try and get some of the the older guests back on again I know Tom is very keen to come back on and and Chris as well his mate who does FPL apprentices would also like to come on at some point so hopefully we can make that happen in the near future Um, but other than that again thank you very much for listening Um, yeah that's about it keep talking football